0: Welcome back to Sick, Tired, and Hurting, this episode, Modern Pregnancy. So I'm here with Monique. She is a pregnancy, post-pregnancy expert, I guess we could describe you as. Sounds kind of elitist, potentially. So we started a podcast about two months ago, and we put one out and we got some feedback that it was too long and it would be better if it was more conversational because Monique and I are good at conversing and I think we broke it up into too many segments that are um, a little, I would say, production-y. So we're gonna take it back to more of an interview format and I think this will be a lot more fun and we're gonna hold it to 30 minutes. So that's the plan today. Uh, We're going to start off talking about separation of the abdomen. This is something that we see in clinical practice, but it's something that Monique sees all the time and deals with a lot more than what we do, so I can talk in a few minutes about how we handle it from a chiropractic side of things, but she's going to talk about it from a Pilates side of things. So you know, when, I guess starting with separation, when do you see people after pregnancy? Why don't we start with that?
1: Well, I typically like to see people actually before pregnancy, during pregnancy, and after pregnancy, but sometimes people come too late. Uh, And it's, you know, they're six months, maybe 12 months, sometimes five years, and wondering why they still have that belly, that pooch, or something's not right in their abdomen. And most people just don't understand why that is. Um, I've had women who are shamed and ask if they're you know, still pregnant, and they're, they're really, really uh, embarrassed about it, and so they don't know where to go. No one really knows about separation until they find out from someone else who has it, or until they have it and they go to see a medical professional.
0: And the purpose of this podcast, Sick, Tired, and Hurting, is to talk to people about why we're sick, why we're tired, and why we hurt. Yes. And so you're saying that the instruction is poor in the beginning. Yes. And so people wait too long afterward. You said that they wait too long. What is too long? So if somebody's, let's say, 10 years after, is that too long for them to come in and,
1: and do something about this? Yes, and no. Depends if they've done. Further exercises or movement patterns that have actually made it more so separated, or maybe they've uh, developed some more pelvic floor dysfunction, or they have digestive issues, or they're so in their neck as far as neck pain. So, there's a lot of things with diastasis recti that actually are symptoms that, yes, they do, they can get worse over time.
0: So, let's go back. What is a uh absolutely perfect scenario. So this is the scenario you very rarely see, but if everybody did it, they would be better. And then let's move into, this is the typical scenario. And then let's move into like, this is worst case scenario, but we can still help. So what's perfect, I guess. So sure.
1: I actually, I luckily have a lot of perfect clients. Okay, that's unusual. Which is <laughs> very unusual. <laughs> yeah. uh, luckily I've seen them for years. Um, some of them are on their third or fourth pregnancy. Some of them are first, uh, first time pregnancies. And uh, my recent scenario is she's on her third pregnancy. Uh, She was preconception with me. She was um, after her second child with me and, um, you know, working out. So way postnatal. But then we went through preconception together. We went through the pregnancy and she's postnatal. And she is an absolute unicorn. Um, So she comes to pull a honey four times a week. She is... Dialed in. The medical professionals were stunned by her. And then I have you know, a few other clients that saw me throughout all of the stages. That's ideal. So what does
0: that look like? So let's talk about preconception. They come to see you or they come to see a, a person that specializes mm-hmm. in Pilates and strengthening the core for this type of thing. So what are they? What is the discussion? What do you talk to them about? Well,
1: especially a lot of women uh, over the age of I'm going to be very generous over the age of thirty. Most of us are having kids older now. Mm-hmm. Um, that we're having conception issues and we're looking at having um, either uh, in vitro or so forth or we're having trouble conceiving. And so uh, some women actually come see me um, during those processes. They feel horrible during um, that whole process. I mean, because it really does do something to your system. And then I have um, just women who um, haven't either developed a good solid program or they're not feeling connected to the workout. They want something that's going to be safe before, during and after pregnancy. So it just depends on that scenario. I've seen all different walks of things. Um but most So what does
0: that program look like? So they come to you and they're saying, "I'm trying to conceive." And I want to make sure that my body's not destroyed after the baby comes. So what does it look like on a weekly basis for somebody that's doing this or monthly basis? Or how how does it work?
1: So um, from the very least, I have someone either doing a private session with me once a week um, or they're, um, you know, doing a, uh, you know, a home program with me and they have um, a set program that I've set out for them. A lot of my clients who are preconception, they'll see me about three times a week, sometimes four, sometimes five. The unicorn will see me six, you know, it just depends. So um, I think anywhere between one and six days a week is great. Uh, But ideally, if you can do three times a week, that's ideal.
0: Okay, and some of that could be with you and some of that could be- Exactly,
1: exactly. And then, you know, then obviously your first trimester, second trimester, third trimester, we're doing different things with what is happening with the body that are going to work best during those trimesters and depending on that person's body type and how they're responding so if
0: you're strengthening someone during those trimesters can you prevent the separation or you're just making them strong enough to where when they have the baby you can get the separation to come back together easier both both okay it's
1: actually incredible um coming from me who i've had abdominal separation um Mm -hmm. severe amount and uh i can tell you that everything that I've put in my program is to prevent diastasis recti from everyday movement to what we do in the Pilates program, but then also strengthening all the right muscles to where there's no opportunity for that. Now, can diastasis recti happen? Of course, there's always a percentage, but it's lessening the chances of abdominal separation throughout pregnancy because there's certain trimesters where you're more at risk for it, and there's certain time periods, and there's certain times of the day that you're more prone to it. So, just one. Huh.
0: And are you seeing that people have had multiple pregnancies, so maybe they had a bad experience first and second, and they never came to see somebody like you, and then the third time they decide to do this, What is how is the experience different of birth for them versus the first two?
1: I have a recent story on that. Okay. Uh, she just had her third baby, and she sent me a glowing review saying it, it was her fastest labor. It was 25 minutes, barely made it to the hospital. She felt her pelvic floor muscles. She felt stronger. She felt like nothing like before, and her body's already just responding in a way. She's she's actually now a total Pilates enthusiast enthusiast because she just she didn't know like how much it was making a difference in her body until she was delivering the baby, and right after she, she was like, I've never experienced this before. This is incredible. You got me for life.
0: And I think that's a good segue because this podcast is really about explaining why people don't know the things yes. that they probably should know. Yes. So, if this is the case, if you can help people have a much better experience on a third pregnancy, which is a big deal, yes. she's already had experience. So, why is this not the norm? being taught versus an anomaly? Because most of the people we talk to have not been through any kind of program like this, ever, or ever been presented. It's not necessarily that they decided not to do it, they had no idea that they could do anything like this. Yes. So why is that? What, What are we missing in the medical community that would make it better?
1: I think a lot of medical professionals over the years have not been educated on diastasis recti and abdominal separation and what goes along with that. So that definitely is there. I don't believe that pregnant women, preconception, pregnant, and postnatal, they have access to a list of resources or um, a program that can give us support and, and let you know, hey, if this is going on. You know, we have that, what I don't know, these days, you know, my, my daughter's almost 15, but we had what to expect when you're expecting, right? Sure. But hey, what ha- what is the rest of it? We know, you know, oh, thank you for letting us know how much the baby's grown and everything. But what else? And I think that there's there's a missing piece with that. And actually,
0: so they miss the mom portion of it. the yeah. recovery, of the mom. They talk about the baby growing correctly. The real but.
1: deal, the real deal stuff. You know, when we're exhausted and we're reaching in the back of our car seat, you know, it's the car seat, of the baby crying. We just put ourselves in a very vulnerable position for abdominal separation mm-hmm. when we haven't fully recovered. Or something, the baby's dropped something on the floor, and we go to bend over and pick it up not protecting our core and our lower back. Things like that, that's what needs to be changed. People need to be educated. And is
0: there zero training for mothers after this? I mean, you come out and you've had the baby, there's there's literally nothing. They don't have any kind of physical therapy training. They don't talk no. to about any of that.
1: No, phys, phys, physical therapists, um, I mean, some physical therapists actually still don't understand ICC's recti, unfortunately. But I don't think that um, the... Doctors that are working with labor and delivery are saying, "Hey, you know, if this is happening to you, here's a doctor, a physical therapist, or someone who specializes in helping you." Public floor PTs are usually pretty great about that, mm-hmm. but again, that's It's kind of taboo still. I but think. you have to search for, it. and I think yeah.
0: taboo is the right word because yeah. I just watched a video last. I guess it was last Monday, about a, a commercial on the Super Bowl. Did you see that? that they I did. Blocked. I okay, did. so there was a commercial, and you can explain but, it better. There's a company called Frida, is yes. that Yes. Right? And they make products that help mothers contain blood and whatever else happens after yes. birth. Yes. And so they had a—I uh, watched. Did you watch the commercial? I didn't watch all of it, but it's okay.
1: about—it a. a it shows a, a postnatal woman. A yeah, woman, so it shows after. somebody,
0: and she has to take out this large yes. napkin, and she's— You know all kinds, and it it wasn't in any way I thought offensive. Not at all. But it is taboo in a lot of ways to talk about a mom struggling after, which makes us sick, tired, and hurting. I mean, it really does push us toward this person hiding. It's shaming.
1: Yeah, it puts you in the shadows. Yes, just with the whole breastfeeding thing, that's a whole different topic. But yes, and it's the same with diastasis recti. I have a client who um, was teased by other moms saying she had a beer belly. Wow. And we're, we're talking, she has a, the youngest is five. She just started seeing me. Okay, And she's been shamed and she's been so embarrassed. And she is the most fit woman. You can look at her and you're like, her body is dialed. But yes, she has presence of dioceses recti. She had no idea. And and I asked her, have you ever done kekos before? know what are things that are pelvic floor health things that you know are not taught and especially in certain cultures too this this is what needs to start happening so a lot of the
0: education process that we're missing is just being able to talk about it yeah so do mothers not talk about it because these other mothers if they're shaming her you would imagine that they've been through similar things they just didn't have the separation experience and then they're they're thinking that she's eating poorly or you know just not taking care of herself yes
1: yes And I think that moms groups are doing better about being open with each other on that. And especially even with the social media presence, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of, I'm noticing, mom support groups out there. Um, They're talking a lot more about things. And I've actually been participating in some of those um, mom boards to to see what's being talked about, Mm -hmm. just to get an idea for this. And they're they're talking about it now.
0: Yeah, because it seems like moms would be motivated after having the experience and seeing that they could have used more support. Yeah. To grab the next person and say, Yes. Hey, I hope you don't have this experience. Yes.
1: The, the, back to the scenario. Well, there's people that, yes, won't see me until five, six years, seven years go on. Why have I still not lost my belly? Is it because of my age? Is it because I drank? Is it because of this? Mm-hmm. And it's one simple thing. And we do the rec check. And lo and behold, they're like how did this happen? I've been doing fitness seven days a week.
0: Right. And I think that's a good transition then. And so it, let's say that you've had a baby and you haven't been through any of this during concep- preconception and in pregnancy or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then you've had the baby, you have this problem, you have separation. What does it look like to come in and get a check with you or with someone who does something similar to what you do?
1: Rep checks are quite simple. Um, and I try to teach my clients how to do them. And so the linea alba runs along the front of the abdominal. So in between like the belly button, and I won't get too technical with terms because no one needs to hear that, but by your belly button in the middle of your front of your stomach, um, there's area where we take two fingers and the the key in is this, if it's two fingers, it's okay. Okay. Um, it's manageable, but if we get past that
0: now, if two fingers is okay. Does that mean that's normal? Or it's that pretty is- normal Okay,
1: and uh, you know that's that's easy treatable and that that's usually especially after postpartum that that's pretty typical Okay, um, usually closes up on its own as long as you're safe with movements But when we get past that realm and this is when I I see the stories and I'm one of them um, where I ended up with four or five fingers at the time. And then some people whole fist, it depends. Um, and we can be the most fit people, but if we, you know, my daughter was 23 inches, nine pounds and gigantic cerebral, gigantic. So I, I mean, sure. And then I was super, I was a gymnast. So, you know, those rectus abdominals, they're like, whoa. Um, so some of us, we, we, you know, we end up in a scenario and unfortunately that's, that's what happens. Or some of us, we do improper movements and we actually make it worse. And there's different things. There's either doming or there's the complete separation. Um, you know, I was at a Christmas party and there there's a 21-year-old man with diastasis recti. So there could be any type of scenario. It's not just pre and postnatal women. I don't want to know why 21 year old man's at a Christmas party showing
0: his stomach. But we talk about <laughs> that. So I, is there anything that people can do? Let's say they're sitting at home right now yes. and they're worried now they've had a baby and they know their stomach isn't right. Is there anything they can do to check this and know if they're a good candidate? There is. Um,
1: about? it's, it's, Definitely one of those things, and there's plenty of. I mean, you're welcome to reach out. Anyone's welcome to reach out to me direct for this. But you what's take, the best way to get
0: in touch with you? So I don't know if we have that on the.
1: Um, go to thehousepilates.com and and email me there, and I can get back to you. Okay. And so you're taking two fingers, and those two fingers, you're going to be laying down on your back with your knees bent. You're going to take the two fingers right in the middle of the abdomen, right below the sternum line. And then you're going to press deeply all the way down that line towards the pubic bone. And now with around the belly button is where I see it most common. And I don't know if you've seen women or have done any rec but it's usually right around the belly button area and a little bit lower. Um, And then, you know, if it's two fingers, that's okay. And this does not hurt. Most people are scared to get their fingers in there. You should be able to get your fingers in there. Okay. That's how fascia is. And so, but it's really, you will feel the separation because you will be able to like drive in there and there is nothing. Um, and
0: uh, So there's no resistance at all. Oh, it's for. it's
1: completely separated. Um, and then there's uh, a way also where I will have a client do a chest lift. So they will nod their chin, they'll lift their chest. So and if you're in that position, Carefully, you're breathing, but then you're pressing and doing your same thing. Most of the time, with a serious case, I can see right away, even not getting my fingers in there, what's going on. Um, But I still perform the check, you know, the rect check going all the way down, running down, especially through that belly button line. Usually at that presence, you can see bulging. Um, And there's, I mean, hernias are different than diastasis recti. And I think some people are getting that wrong lately because I have seen a case where Um, They were um, misdiagnosed with Hmm. uh, they had hernia, but they were told. I
0: find that about fifty percent of people have been misdiagnosed. So yeah, or more. Yes, so So
1: definitely it's good to get a second opinion. Please don't think checking yourself will be the end all. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you know, as you run it down, especially right below the belly button line, if you're able to fit three, four fingers, five fingers, your fist in there, that's a good point now where you need to contact your pt pelvic floor therapist because there's definitely a pelvic floor and again i guarantee
0: that most of the people listening right now if they have this problem do not have a pt and do not have a pelvic floor specialist and if they go to their primary care they're going to say i don't know what you're talking about we'll send you to the pt and they're going to go to a physical therapist who's very qualified in lots of things but has no idea what they're talking about Yeah. and starts doing whatever they do. Yeah, That's probably helpful in some ways but is not going to get them exactly. So if they go to your website, they can have a resource. You could tell them, hey, in your area, they these people.
1: Absolutely. And there are other people like me In different states and in different countries Um, I've been fortunate enough to to have all my schooling in this because I'm really passionate about it but there's other people out there and then they definitely need to get in contact with those movement specialists that are specifically for diastasis recti we are more from the PT side to where we're there to work alongside PTs from the movement safe movement and understanding what diastasis recti is and what's safe and what's not okay
0: From the chiropractic side of things, we see that people are completely unstable. They become unstable during pregnancy. And people that have done well in the past, some of them don't fall apart, but most fall apart to the point where they can't do normal daily activities at all without hurting themselves. So we can keep a pelvis in the right place. We can keep a back moving. But if they start doing stuff like what you're talking about, then when they come out of it, they're not that person that's unstable forever. Exactly. Which is a very common topic. We have people, I was talking to someone today, she's had three pregnancies and she said, why does my low back always have this problem? And so we've had MRIs, we've had, and she has... Ligaments that are loose, oh, she has yeah. disc problems that are, oh, yeah. and all she had three giant babies, and so you can't expect you're going to come out of that exactly the same as you were before. But if you really work hard to get it all back in place the best you can, then you can accommodate so much better. That's true. So it takes a whole team though. You can't just abandon the mom yes. and think that she's just going to do fine, and that the baby hopefully was going to grow, and we'll watch the baby. It has to be that we have
1: to concentrate on the mom in a different way. And I think with prenatal pregnancy, that's where it comes from is doing the rec check, doing the proper exercises, learning proper lateral thoracic breathing is number one. Um, So teaching that breath, I have a certain breath that is hug the baby, free the baby, and it is the saving grace of all prevention of uh, diastasis recti. And then um, strengthening the back core muscles and uh, being able to have strong glutes, but strong stabilizers, and then also making sure that posture is a part of things. Um, Everyday movements, pelvic floor exercises, I teach that because it's important. We don't know how to do that, most of us. We're actually more tight in our pelvic floor, most of us, uh, than we should be, learning how to let go of that, but then also being able to to work with that, Um, and then being able to Um, work exercises that are proper for that person's body type
0: so I'm thinking as a listener right now that is not an exerciser so if you get someone who's an athlete then you've got a very different scenario because they're used to being a person that can push themselves hard but let's say you have someone who's never really done Mm -hmm. much exercise and now they have this problem and they really want to start doing better and they're listening And they're overwhelmed I guarantee they are because they're saying six days a week there's just I've never done six you know six days of exercise ever potentially and now I've got this body that I don't understand and I really need to get back into it so is there an easing in kind of I mean can people start slowly and then become stronger and move up or do they have to just jump right in are they gonna get a similar benefit if it takes longer for them to get I think
1: I think even once a week or five minutes a day is gonna make a huge difference. And that's what I tell my clients, is set set aside in your calendar five minutes, or two minutes at this time, two minutes at this time during the day, and and spreading it apart, because we are busy. Sure, everybody's busy. And then they're working on those specific exercises, or they're coming to me for that hour to work on those things, but then incorporating the everyday movement, the things that, how to properly squat. During pregnancy, I teach a hanging, uh, squat variation that is incredible for breath, for elongating the pelvic floor and strengthening the glute muscles and being able to to breathe properly and strengthening also your posture muscles, things like that. That's, that's So
0: it's not only the exercise that you can teach them, but it's also the not hurting yourself in between. So you're undoing all the things that exactly. you were doing with the exercise. No,
1: this is a whole lifestyle change. Yeah, and
0: that's the thing we do too. And I think that's the hardest is those movement patterns because you're just used to yes. the babies in the back and you just turn around real quickly and you reach exactly. for them. And you know, yes. it's a very normal thing to yes. do, but you can't do those things anymore. Okay. I think the car seats... We were having this discussion. We went on a, a trip recently, and I watched people struggle with these car oh, seats. They're heavy. And it's so bad for you. And they're I feel like heavy. there's there's got to be some better solution than that because I just don't know how that can be the best thing to have a mother lean in and put this heavy thing in and okay. then have to put a heavy baby
1: in there and pull
0: them out. Yes,
1: and far from their body, so it's even no. more... It, no, it's, it's a lot. And they've even lessened the load in some ways, and but it's just... Learning how to properly execute those movements, even from a simple hair dryer movement above the head with hands above the head during pregnancy. Things like that. How to properly engage your core when you're sitting down. Are you just slumping through your lower belly? Are you even engaging your lower belly? Simple things like that in the car with the other kids. You could be working your core properly and, and strengthening your body without having to go into a gym. So
0: to sum all this up, we are just about out of time, so really what we're looking at is that with sick, tired, and hurting, again, we're trying to expose how we're all sick, tired, and hurting. So we've got a lack of education yes. that happens, number one. So they should be going in to see their OBGYN and they should say, this is what you should expect, yep. and these are the exercises you need to be doing, and these are the resources and the people that you need to work with. And, Absolutely. and that people are not getting that, is what you're saying, on a regular basis, correct? correct? And then from the diet standpoint, which we really didn't have a lot of time, but we will talk more about, they should be given a better diet so that they're feeding the baby correctly and so that they're giving themselves the right building blocks so that they can actually restore these muscles when the baby comes out. Yes. And during the development of the baby. And that it's not too late. So even if they haven't done any of this and now they're left with this body that's a problem that they can still have resources like you and they can really come back and do much better than what they're doing right now, even if it's years later down the line.
1: They could be stronger than they've ever been. Yeah. Even years
0: later. Yeah, and I think that's the key. So your website again was? The House Pilates. The House Pilates. And, you know find Monique and find out what she can do for you because you do not have to be sick, tired, and hurting after pregnancy. You can be one of those people that's strong and you don't have to be there six days a week. If you want to, you can make more progress. But if you're the person that does it one time a week and you can find this five minutes a day, then any little baby step can help you be a better person and a better mother. Totally.